0: Welcome to Comedians After Hours with your hosts Willis and Veer. Hello, I'm Adam Willis. I'm George Veer, and
1: I'm Ian Coulter. And welcome to Comedians After Hours. Um, so this is the first of our podcast recordings from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Hooray. where we're me- nestled up for the month. Uh, so we, we're just uh, we're about a week in the Fringe Festival. Amazing. 2018, yeah, about a week in, um and it's it's been really fun so far. Yeah,
0: it's been really fun. Yeah, and this
1: is our this is our first one of that uh, more on that later. But this is our first one of that run uh with Lost Voice Guy, the recent winner of Britain's Got Talent. Lad. And so <laughs> good. And um and yeah, um so a little bit about what's going on before you listen to this. Um so Lee Ridley, aka Lost Voice Guy, can't speak. Um so he uses a machine to speak, a little iPad. Uh, why can't he speak? Because he has... Uh, thank you, Because he has cerebral palsy. Yeah, that's very um, Thank you, Ian. So, um, uh, he can't speak. So, he uses a, a machine to speak. Uh, so, um, we sent him a list of pre-prepared questions. Uh, so, the first part of the interview is uh, him answering pre-prepared questions for us, uh, from us, which is a new thing. We haven't done that before. Um, and then the second half is uh, questions from the audience. So, that explains that. Um, and I've... In the second half, um, the audience or us would ask a question, he'd type it out, it took a little while, and then he'd play the answer, and uh, for the benefit of you, the listener, we've cut the pauses out, so that's what's going on there. Whereas
0: the first half is a lot more in real time. Mm -hmm. Yes, Um, yes, 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 yes. I've only cut out a
1: few times where Adam made mistakes and errors. Um, uh, We don't need to know about them, do we, George?
0: (laughs) 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 Anyway, without further ado, (laughs) let us present to you, Lost Voice Guy. Adieu. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely brilliant Right Now let's, let's get something clear Right now Before we start talking uh, to Lee um, There are two people in the room And they're both Italian Right And Lee's mother's here as well Hello What's your name sorry Janet, Janet And Janet's Janet. here as well Okay So right Let's start We have some questions for you Is there anything you'd like to say Before we start By the way Before we start the questions Let's start the questions <laughs> Okay let's start the questions Question Okay so Hello Lee Do you see yourself as a controversial comedian?
2: Not really, no. I certainly don't see myself as being very controversial. Most of my jokes are based around my disability, so basically I'm just taking the piss out of myself. That's what most comedians do. The only difference is that I'm disabled, so most of my jokes relate to that. But I think that anything can be joked about if it's handled correctly. So, in my opinion, it's fine to laugh at my disability. If anything, it will make people think about stuff more, and that can only be a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one thing I got, because we came to see your show, like, uh, yesterday. And it's fucking hilarious, it's so funny. And like, what came across... Uh, from watching the show is you're so, you're so immediately so like uh so sort of aggressive and like sweary with your language you immediately sort of burst all the preconceptions that people might have mm. um, I wondered the tone uh, is set straight away yeah, absolutely from the dot um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know um how has your comedy style changed from when you first started doing comedy to to now did you say?
2: I've certainly improved as a stand-up in my six years on the circuit. I think my writing has become much stronger over the years, and I'm a lot more confident on stage. When I first started, I just wanted laughs all the time, as quickly as possible. (laughs) But now I'm more comfortable on stage. I have more control than I used to have. Now I don't mind telling longer stories, which don't have as many laughs, because I know that another big laugh will be coming soon. Being a comedian has definitely helped my self-confidence, both on and off the stage. I think I'm a lot more political now than I used to be as well. Yes. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's because of myself, or whether it's society that has made it that way. Let's be honest, the Tories are writing most of my material. <laughs> <learning>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> true. Well, actually, it links to my next question. Um, what sort of jokes would, would you like to tell, but can't? And either physic- You can interpret how this you want. Either physically can't, or can't because of how you're perceived as a comedian.
2: Well, I'm pretty limited in terms of the emphasis I can put on words and stuff. Because I sound like a posh version of Robocop, my (laughs) voice is very monotone. So I can't really sound excited or angry on stage, and I can't really change my voice to do impressions of other people either. So I think I'd like to tell more jokes that involve me shouting or whatever, just so I can get my point across a bit easier. I'd do more physical comedy as well If I knew I wouldn't just fall over and land flat <laughs> on my face <laughs>
0: But that in itself is physical comedy <laughs> That can't
1: laugh I'm not sure people would laugh but they are scared
0: <laughs> As long as you go back yeah. up.
1: <laughs> um, right, so we're gonna, uh, he going to Is it going a question next, Adam, sorry? Oh,
0: it's it's yeah. Ian It's Ian, I believe mm. Okay. Okay Alright
1: I mean we haven't heard any piano so far, but Oh yeah, Ian's here, he plays the piano. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Classes thing. I'm up. the pianist. Asks three questions. Yes. So is it easy to gig abroad because you can just change the language setting on your iPad? No. <laughs> when I go abroad, I
2: do what most English people do when they're on holiday. I just turn my iPad up really loud <laughs> and talk like <laughs> this. <laughs> Until they understand me.
1: Brilliant. Yes. The Italian people seem to agree with that.
0: Uh, I'd love it. If you, if, if you could immediately translate that into Italian, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, right. Um,
1: well, so, sort of leading on from that. Um, not really. Um, <laughs> but these are the questions. Uh, do you ever get heckled? Uh, And if so, how do you deal with hecklers?
2: It's quite hard to interact with the audience when you use one of these to speak with. So please don't heckle me, or we'll be here all night. (laughs) But, I've never been heckled before, actually. I do have some comebacks stored just in case, though. Uh...
0: Oh, Can we that test That is an end this? to the show. That is we definitely we an end
1: this? to this show. Uh, uh, yeah. Honestly. Does
0: anyone have a heckle?
1: Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, no. I, honestly, I think that's definitely an end to this show. We should test that out. Oh, fantastic. hundred yeah. percent. I'm going to sit there with the microphone. <laughs> I will do We're going to
0: give you the worst gig. Okay. Oh, the door's opened. Hello.
1: Hey. Are you here to see the show? Come and get us to a seat, please. I We're a hope Here they are. Um, wait, it's just short breaking proceedings while some more audience members come in
0: I wanted to talk about you, you kind of touched on it earlier that you can't um, you can't you know you, you can't use your voice angrily you can't express yourself in that way how um, does having a lack of vocal emphasis affect the delivery of a punchline do you think
2: I don't think it affects it as much as you would think. Obviously it makes a difference, but there's ways of getting around it. I just have to make sure that my writing is strong enough so that the joke still comes across. Because I have a background in journalism, I think that has helped me in my comedy. I'd like to think that my writing was strong enough to make up for the lack of emphasis that I can put on words. Obviously that means it makes the writing process longer because I have to make sure that I get my point across using words alone. But I think the effort is worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it seems to me it's it's not just words, it's... um, I imagine things like punctuation and all that sort of stuff. Um... Ian, Mm. we're going to move back over to you. Your next question, Ian, please. Okay. That's nice, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Thank you, thank you.
0: (laughs) So, what do you do to unwind? To be honest,
2: since I won Britain's Got Talent, I haven't had a chance to relax. (laughs) Banging on about it. And I have sort of (laughs) forgotten what I used to do when I had some chill time. I enjoy watching television a lot, and I love going to music gigs as well. Although, I'm getting a bit old, so now I can be found in the seats at the back, rather than the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> I also like exploring new places too. So whenever I visit a new city, I'll usually check out their museums or whatever.
1: Um, talking about Brain's Got Talent, like it or not, Lee aka Lost Voice Guy, you are now a Britain's Got Talent comedian, right? Which can mean that people make certain assumptions about you and your comedy. Um, Have you noticed a difference in how club comics and audiences view you since you were on the show?
2: To be honest, I'm amazed at how positive everyone has been about it all. I haven't really noticed a change between now and before I went on this show. And I haven't really changed my material either. (laughs) I'm still as dark and twisted as ever. (laughs) I appreciate that not all my new audience will enjoy everything that I do. But I hope I can find the right balance to keep most people happy.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, like, earlier in the year, you uh, wrote a Radio 4 sitcom called Ability, and I wanted to ask you how writing a sitcom compared to writing stand-up.
2: I really enjoy writing my stand-up comedy, because you're judged instantly by the audience's reaction, and that gives me quite a buzz. But I also really enjoyed Writing Ability, which is my Radio for sitcom. It was definitely a lot different from writing a stand-up set, but I loved being able to bounce the characters off each other and stuff. It gave me another dimension to my writing that I would never have when writing stand-up comedy. So I loved writing my sitcoms so much, and I'm looking forward to working on the next series. Ah,
1: cool. Mm. Is, that, is that an exclusive? <laughs> it's not. i <like, laughs> brilliant. Fuck. <laughs> um, do you have any strong opinions on virtue signalling? Um, because personally, I find it insufferable.
2: Considering I just had to Google it to find out what it was, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that I don't have any opinions on it okay. at all. <laughs>
1: okay. I think I, I got elements of it from your show, but I think perhaps Maybe perhaps it's the not. term. That... Perhaps it's the term. Yeah. Um, Ian, actually, you've, you've piped up. Do mm. you want to ask another question, Ian? Yeah. But make sure you play some lovely music first. Yes. That was
0: lovely. What was that at the end? It went a bit wrong. Play a bum
1: note? No. (laughs) Shout out. He played a bum note. Whatever. Um, So you've kind of already answered this question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, Is it ever okay to laugh at a disabled person?
2: Only if they've fallen out of their wheelchair.
1: I think that does answer the question. <laughs> Do you want to play the question now? <laughs> yep.
0: We're hoping. <laughs> we're hoping you are asking such contrarian questions <laughs> like that. We could, you know, deeply offend you, or we could throw you off. But you've, like, <laughs> thrown it <laughs> one further. <laughs> um. Um, it's me, I believe.
1: Um, so your last Edinburgh show was all about the stupid questions you're asked as a disabled comedian. So, the question that everyone in the room, the four of you. Um, have been wanting to ask but haven't Lee, have you ever tried to talk before to see what would happen?
2: Thank you very much for setting up some material for me. (laughs) No, no. People (laughs) often ask me if I've ever tried to talk just to see what would happen. As if I had just been lazy all of my life and therefore just couldn't be bothered to talk. Like I was only putting it on to take advantage of the disabled parking. But, in case you are wondering, no, I haven't tried to talk before, mainly because I know nothing would fucking happen. (laughs) Besides, I've built a career out of not being able to speak now. I don't think I should be encouraging my voice to magically reappear too much. The found voice guy just doesn't have the same ring to it. (laughs) I do actually talk in my sleep, though. I know I do because I always wake up with random sentences typed out on my iPad. (laughs)
1: Hmm. We try so hard on this show to stop people doing bits of their damn material. (laughs) It's coming,
0: and you press the button, (laughs) and you press the button, and then just watch it happen. (laughs) Mocked us. Um, uh, This is, I think, my my last question. Um, Now that you've achieved everything that you wanted to in stand-up. Uh, What's next?
2: I certainly haven't achieved everything yet. (laughs) I'm a lot more ambitious than that. (laughs) I have quite a busy year coming up. I'm going on a nationwide tour early next year, and tickets for that are on (laughs) sale now. I'm also currently writing my first book, which is called I'm Only In It For The Parking. And, (laughs) if it wasn't enough, I'm also writing another series of Ability for Radio 4. I just hope I get time to charge my iPad in between all of that.
1: Um, Right, great. Well, um, one last question for me of sort of pre-prepared questions. Um, So, at Willis and Veer, we like to make people's dreams come true. Is there anything we can do for you?
2: Well, I'm still waiting for my Geordie accent. (laughs)
1: <laughs> can you do a Geordie accent? No, I, I cannot <laughs> <I've> <laughs> I'm not even going to try
0: And I um, certainly wouldn't do it with um, With Lee's bum here
1: Who has uh, quite a strong Geordie accent I can do a uh, little bit Oh, you can I, I lived in Newcastle for three yeah, years go. Oh, oh yeah. that was a surprise, yeah. okay, go on then um, But I can only say like little phrases like She was a proper grunt in last she was <laughs> Is that good, Johnny? Oh hmm. Thank you.: Excellent. Yeah, that's about all I can do.: Brilliant. Ian. Brilliant. Um, so oh thank you. Um, <laughs> Thanks.: so, Great. So audience.
2: Three
0: stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lee gives it three stars.) Uh, we thought it'd be a good time to take a little break Back from us. the interview. Back to us. and tell you a little bit about what's going on with us. We're recording this in the bedroom. We're recording yeah. this in our bedroom at S- the French Festival. I can't hold it in any longer. We're in our Edlets flat mm. on Drummond Street. We're sleeping like uh, me and George sharing a bed. Yeah, I'm sharing a bed with Sebastian. Apparently this used to be a brothel. I heard that. Uh, Sebastian's that? the technician in our show. Um, Let's give him no more airtime than that. Yeah.
1: And how do you think it's going, George? What? How do you
0: think the show's been going?
1: The show, yeah, no, good, good. What's a series play, you mean? That. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, it's been really, it's been really good. Uh, I've had a really mocking good. me.
0: Yes, that's me. They're mocking.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I've I've really I'm enjoyed ridiculous. it. It's been good. Um, and uh, actually, there's still time. Was well, like ages to catch it. So hmm. we're running until. well, oh, I'll tell you about it. That was a seamless link. I'll be honest. We we're talking about it so we could lead into telling you where to buy the fucking tickets. Well, it's a very, very clever
0: um, ruse, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we're
1: gonna be on. For the rest of the fringe, so from today, if you're listening to this today now it 's the 8th of August, mm-hmm. right we're going to be on from now, right today, Wednesday, to the 26th, which is a Sunday, except the 13th. If you turn up on the 13th, trying to see the show, you'll have to leave, and you 're like a knob right so don't yeah. go then because the room will be empty. we'll be watching Sindhu V, right so don't go mm-hmm. then, right. so listen, listen, right it's called a serious play about World War II, right? It is brilliant. Right, we had a reviewer in today. Haven't had the review published yet, but I'm sure it's good. We've yeah. got an 8 out of 10 from some loser that came to see it last year and gave Starship a 10 out of 10. Right, this is all good stuff. This is all good, right? Yeah. Positive reviews from Feedback, from an audience, who really liked Starship. Loads of geeks. Right, now listen. It's really good. Um, come and see the show. Yeah. Uh, Series play, World War II, 4, 4 20 4.20pm every day at the Underbelly, at the um, Cowgate at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, right? It's brilliant. Comedy fast. Oh, I'm from another theatre
0: company. I really liked your show.
1: And that was uh, Richard from The Undatables. That's brilliant, guys. I think you pretty much covered
0: everything. Yeah, that's that. Um, That So
1: so if you want to come and see the play, come and see that, right? Um, And if you want to come and see uh, the other thing we're doing, which is this podcast live, right? Mm -hmm. Which is going down a treat. Uh, It's a lovely venue. Brennan Reese got annoyed the other day and kicked someone out. Oh, it was Um, bloody brilliant. We've had a great time. It's been really fun.
0: fucking furious. We've had had four guests so far. We've had
1: Lost Voice Guy, Natty Palomides, Brennan Reese... and it's been cool. excellent. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, that's all been good. Uh, so come and see that. Um, Thursdays to Sundays at 10 40 p.m. Um at the underbelly George Square in the Wiku. And again, all the details for that. Everything, all the details for what we're doing this month is at Willisonbeer.com forward slash live. Excuse me. Talking very fast.
0: Yeah, well it's a lot to get. Well out. the people don't have time. Yeah, they're they they need sitting to book at home in London. Now, go and listen to the podcast,
1: bored out their skull. Hmm. <laughs> bored out of their stupid skulls. Yeah. I'm from London and I okay. I support Jeremy Corbyn but right. I don't know why
0: George you're getting a little bit mean now okay and if our supporters okay I think our audience <laughs> I think we better get back to the podcast before this spirals any further out of control
1: um, so audience how do you have any questions uh, for Lee or maybe for us I suppose but, but probably better for Lee um, if not, um, I'm, I'm going to ask something, uh, and, then, um, and then have a think, and we'll come back to you in a minute. Right, got a question. <laughs> That's something you asked earlier. Um, you, uh, you said you watch a lot of TV. Have you watched back all of your performances on Britain's Got Talent?
2: Yes, but I actually just watched the final a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was so happy when I won.
1: Do you get approached a lot more? Do you get um, a lot of sort of feedback or, uh, or audience interaction and stuff?
2: Yes, it's still a bit surreal actually. I get loads of requests for photos and stuff. But I'm used to getting stared at for negative reasons. So it makes a nice change to be stared at for positive reasons.
0: Can I ask a question about seeing your show the other day? One thing I, I really uh, liked is the way you kind of navigate the audience's sort of inclination to, to pity you in some way. And do you? how much do you think about, when you're writing it, how, how much do you, do you think about, about specifically that element? I'm
2: definitely not that clever. I was just trying to take the piss but I'll take the compliment <laughs>
1: Thank you
2: very much.
1: You, you thought about it. Went, this always happens. Yeah. As a, a comedy audience always sit there going, "Yeah." So he was he was really trying to do that at that point, and the mm-hmm. comedian always goes, "No, I was trying to be funny," yeah. <laughs> the, the whole time.
0: I was trying to be funny. The best one that happened to us was there was a guy who we did a show called The Starship Osiris, and a guy. Little, little up, plug for that. A, plug. a guy came up afterwards and was like, I, "It was amazing how that went along with the myth of Osiris." we we didn't even know no i'd never heard of it no i <laughs> don't know anything about that
1: no, no. <laughs> audience i'm going to come over to you now have you had a chance to think of any questions
0: so yeah the first question is what actually was the main reason that got, got you into stand up comedy
2: my mate thought it was a good idea obviously i thought he was crazy at the time but the idea stuck in the back of my mind Eventually, I decided to give it a try because I knew I'd regret it if I didn't. My mate is looking very smug right now.
1: <laughs> Actually, before you ask your second question, can I ask a question off the back of that? So, presumably, you were funny. You have always been a funny person. Is that, is that how... Because your mate must have known you were funny and then, and then thought you, you should do it.
2: Yes, I'd always enjoyed making other people laugh. It just made me feel good, and I'd always love watching comedy on television, so I guess it just grew from there.
0: Yeah, my second question actually is about this voice that you choose to make it that you want it to be your voice. So, how did you actually decide that? Ah, oh, I want to adopt this voice because everyone who followed you in Britain Good Talent, if he listened to this voice, he knows ah, oh, this is his voice actually. Mm-hmm. And is is there going to be any update for, like, next point?
2: I only had a few to choose from, and this was the best that I had on offer. I do actually think of it as my own voice now, even though thousands of other people must use it. I just hope we're never in the same room together.
0: (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask uh, on that. When you do a show, do you have to pay PRS or any royalties on the voice?
2: No, but Britain's Got Talent did look to check that I had permission to use my own voice. Thankfully, I did.
1: (laughs) That is ridiculous. That's hilarious. (laughs) It's ludicrous.
0: I think it's time for heckles. I think it's
1: time for heckles. So, I think... I think, yes. So, um... Um, Adam, do you want to sit in the audience and do a heckle? Yeah. Take a mic. I take the mic actually from I'll take, I'll take our bed. Yeah. yeah? Right. You going all the way over there? I'm gonna go over here. Right. <clears throat> it's gone three-dimensional now. Adam's on the other side of the room with a microphone. I'm over here. And Adam's going to do a heckle to Lee. I mean, he's going to try out. This will be the first time the Lost Voice guy has ever been heckled <laughs> in a room with six audience members. <laughs> Seven Brilliant. if we count the technician.
0: Ready? Yeah. Hey, shut the fuck up, man. I don't like your fucking comedy.
2: Well, Stephen Hawking fucked your mother. <laughs> then you had to run a virus checker. <laughs> uh,
1: uh. Okay, let's, let's, let's try one more heckle.
0: Okay. What do people heckle?
1: I've never heckled before. I don't know. <laughs> I think just like what do they show? your shit mate or something.
0: Okay. Ready? Okay. (laughs) Feels wrong, doesn't it? It does! (laughs) Um. Hey mate, when's the comedy starting? Dickhead?
2: I realise that I can't talk at all. But that doesn't mean you have to talk twice as loud to make up for it. Especially not during my set. Shut the fuck up.
0: It didn't, obviously, people won't know this, but uh, Lee gave me a dead stare okay. <laughs> when that was happening. <laughs> oh, crush
1: me if, oh I, <laughs> if I got that heckle. Oh, uh, right, I think that's a nice place to end. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause, please, for Lost Voice Guy. Woo!
2: Thanks very much.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Lee made me look like an absolute rube there at the end. What? I feel like a right pl- plum, a rube. <laughs> what is a rube? Like a like a dickhead. <laughs> anyway. No, like a dickhead. Anyway. Again. You're like a. Anyway. Plum again. <laughs> anyway. The point I was going to say was, if yeah. you want to catch Lee, he still has some shows left. He sold out the entire tour, so they I had know extra this. dates. Why are you telling me this? I'm telling them. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Can you tell them? When <laughs> no, is go it? On, it's good. Oh, sorry. You don't. Yeah. Know can me. you tell? Ta- I've right. got it on my screen.
1: Shut up. Right. So. <laughs> tell me to shut up. Next Wednesday, right, Lee Ridley, aka Lost Voice Guy, is doing an extra show. Right, this is mental. Listen to this. He's added an extra show due to ha- huge demand, right, which sold out in a 350-seat theatre. So he's doing another one, right? He's doing another one. So yeah. next Wednesday, the 15th of August, 7.30pm at the Gilded Balloon. I don't know which one. Um, oh, the debating hall. Teviot Place. Yeah, Teviot Place. Um, it'll probably be sold out well in like, a day. And there'll well, be another like one. Day. And they'll just and they'll, they'll, they'll be, be, be endless. it until the end of time. So, yeah. um... How, uh, but, 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 listen to this, there is a possibility that you might not be able to make next Wednesday because you live in London. It's not Gary Irwin or something. So, listen to this. He's doing a nationwide tour. I am not going to read out all the dates because there's loads. But check LostVoiceGuy.com lost forward slash gigs to see what he's up to. He's touring at start of next year, basically, but um and, and a bit of the end of this year.
0: You can also find all lots right. of information for LostVoiceGuy uh, on his Twitter, at lost voice Guy. Or on Facebook at Lost Voice Guy, or on his website lostvoiceguy.com dot com. Brilliant. But you said that,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. So that was fun. Um, it was an interesting one for us. Obviously, a bit different to he, yeah. previous interviews because it's uh, it's a bit it, it's interesting when you have to ask questions and then you get a you know like a set response and we're not really it's more conversational with you
0: normally. And do I don't this. think it gets across like on on the audio how fucking cheeky he is. Yes, and like he just and, suddenly starts smiling when he knows he's mugging you off.
1: Yes, and he was laughing even though you can't hear it. So, um, but normally laughing at us. Yeah, or like you, I think. Well, at us, we're a yeah. team. Yeah.
0: me is you me is su- Adam's Ka- me Cassa su-
1: you think he was laughing at Adam's head yeah
0: well, I don't think he was no no I don't think he was I, laughing at I my head I see the way of looking at
1: no head. no I, I d- okay no. let's chill out about this right so just just as a quick reminder if you skip the middle bit um, we're doing two shows up here come and see them all the details for what we're up to is at com and com forward slash live is details for specifically what we're up to um, we're going to announce uh, on Facebook on Twitter and Instagram and all that shit um, next week probably who we've got for the final two weeks um, so yes as a, as a reminder this is what we're up to with Comedians After Hours next week um, yes. so on the 9th of August we have Robert White uh, Britain's Got Talent finalist mm-hmm. on the 10th of August we have Tom Ward the 11th of August we have John Hastings and the 12th of August we have Elf Lions so come and see one of those shows and I'm we'll bloody you know,
0: excited
1: and we'll let you know the run up for next week Uh, next week uh so yes, um, hope you enjoyed it um chilled all right chill
0: i'm bloody, excited see you next see you next fortnight <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>